He hits the ball, he's Yogi Boy, jumping around the town, jumping around the town, around the town. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Welcome to the Roast Mortem Podcast, where we talk about dead people. I am Cody McCann, joined by Thomas Saltman. Travis Lee. I said that like I was going to get hit by a car. If I yeah, why, why? Thomas Saltman. I'm Thomas Saltman. Yo, my head was far away from the mic. I brought it in. Can you hear me now? We're close. Don't worry about it. Good. We're good. Who's up today? Who's, right. who's going? Who's going? So on the block today, we got Yogi Berra. Like the guy who steals picnic baskets? Ooh. Well, we'll get into that, like, actually, does he, steal, he really does steal pigment badges. He's one of baseball's most beloved and honored players and one of the most quoted individuals who ever lived and possibly an idiot. Mm. So we're going to look into that. I mean, his parents were an idiot. Name Yogi. Oh, well, that's not true. He actually got that nickname oh. from a childhood friend. I'm saying too much. You are. You're letting it go. <laughs> no, that's fine, because that, that yeah. was in the beginning of his life. We're not going to cover that much. of like. All right, so he... Uh, Let's see. He's born in May twelfth, nineteen twenty-five, in St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, I grew up there. Yeah, Cody was there. How was it? It was uh, all right. They got the arch thing, and yeah, how, uh, how was elementary school? They all see like shit there, don't they? It's like all cheese. Yeah, it should be. It's cheesy. They eat the way people are supposed to eat through their mouth. So, speaking of cheese, uh, his parents, Pietro and Paulina Berra, they were Italian immigrants. Wow, it sounds hey. like cheese. Yeah, yeah. Yogi Berra, he grows up. Out in St. Louis, he quits school in eighth grade. There's our first tell that he he's might... like, "Fuck that! What I can that, do 13? baseball." Yeah, I think it's thirteen. No one should quit school by that age. Uh, why was he allowed to do that? Just because he was yoging in? I don't know. It's like it's very that's, convincing. This has got to be if he's thirteen. That's like nineteen thirty-three or something. He's got some muscles on him. Yeah, he's probably he's built there. like a built like a brick house. Yeah, one brick. Got a brain like a brick. brick. Yeah. So he quits school and he works some odd jobs and he gets into baseball which is how people know him. So he tries out for the St. Louis Cardinals at 15 years old with his boy, Joe Garagiola, who comes back into the story later on. Famous who, garage owner, he, right? Oh, Joe. Yeah. I like that. Joe gets a, uh, a contract offer from St. Louis for $500. Now, I don't know what the fuck that mm. means back then. Because it just says five hundred dollars. I don't know if that's a week. It's just a lump, just yeah. a single lump. Yeah, you get like, the lump sum. There you go. This is five hundred bucks. You're playing baseball. They offer Yogi a contract too for only three hundred. Oh. So he's like, hell nah, doesn't do it. Eventually, the Yankees B team offers him five hundred dollars. Again, I don't know the context of this five hundred dollars. Very mysterious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Back then, I would think you get paid thirteen cents an hour yeah. for, for yeah, playing so professional baseball. I mean, five hundred bucks is, is it probably was a lot maybe, back then. Yeah, was maybe that, like nineteen thirty. I think it's like seven seven grand. It's about that. Oh wow. But that's a like season, once a yeah. year. But you, this is this is the era where you could get like a, a steak dinner for like a nickel, right? And Subway didn't have five dollar footlongs back mm. then. No. And there was a guy called like right shoeless Joe Jackson. He didn't have shoes. He didn't and he was playing baseball. They yeah. didn't give him the five hundred. See, I don't know anything about baseball, which is why I had so much fun <laughs> researching all this. Now I know a little bit more about baseball and dum dums. He is drafted into the Navy at eighteen while he's playing in the minor leagues. He was part of the D Day invasion. Oh. So my boy, 
He's out there on a ship shooting a machine gun. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. I'm just picturing him like self-serving grenades and like hitting them from the ship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I damn, Nazis. Bam. For a guy who was born in Missouri, he's still like New York Italian. Right. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. you listen to him talk. He's very bread. Yeah. Gets back from the Navy, goes back to the minors again for a short time, and then finally he's picked up into the Major League Yankees for, I, I don't know what the difference was on that contract. Uh, I don't. It could have been six hundred and forty dollars for all I know. Uh-huh. But that's uh, nineteen forty six. That's when he starts playing for the New York Yankees. Then he marries his wife. Nineteen forty nine. Carmen Short. He has three sons: Dale, Tim, and Larry, all of which played <laughs> professional sports as well. Dale. <laughs> Fucking Dale. Wow. His first game that he had after signing into the major leagues, he hits mm-hmm. a home run. So immediately everyone's like, "Who's this fucking guy? His name's Yogi. Who gives a shit?" <laughs> to step up and hit a home run. He's instantly like a favorite. After that home run, he probably got a nice big old Italian dinner, a lot of spicy sausages and meatballs. Oh, Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, probably yeah, a Mom's lot. spaghetti. Yeah, I could see that. He was known for being able to hit bad pitches. Okay, so he could save a he could save a pitch? He would just swing like a maniac at anything and would hit it. I mean, look, so it's like like two feet above his head and he's just chopping yeah, at like it. Like hitting uh, home runs. He would swing at balls <laughs> and crush them. Like, it's something that's way out of the strike zone, and he would just fucking wail it. I, I mean, I feel like I might be jumping ahead. I feel like I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but was he a drunk? Because I just imagine it's like some drunk I, Italian guy walking up, just like, I'm going to hit the fucking ball. No, he wasn't a Babe Ruth type. Oh, okay. he was, uh, he was, not like Babe. <laughs> no, no, he was simple. He was Unlike very simple. Babe. Over his career, he played in 14 World Series games, in which 10 of them, the Yankees won. He was known for talking to the batters while they were at plate and distracting them because he was a catcher. I'm sorry if I didn't mention that. So he's catching. He would ask the batters, how you doing? Oh, How's no. your wife? How's your family? Like, he didn't know how to shut He'd up. He'd spring like, the elevator talk while someone was trying to, like, make their career. Yeah, like, hey, Yogi, <laughs> shut up. I'm playing baseball yeah. for a living. So it's using his hands a lot, distracting him. Like, hey, how you doing? Let me come in here and give you a back rub real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice to see you again. <laughs> yep, he's doing it again, ump. It's yeah, been so- too long. It's been, like, three innings. I've got to get a blood yes. clot here. That's the kind of guy that Yogi was. He was too friendly. Oh. I can imagine him like trying to like pitch it like a pyramid scheme while someone's at bat just to like fuck with them even more. Oh, that would be great. Hey, have you heard of Amway? You like Cutco? Yeah, did your family need soap? Of course we do. It's 1946. What soap? I like soot. His career as a player lasted 18 seasons when he retired in 1963, immediately going into a manager position for the Yankees. But that did not last long because they played the Cardinals. That year that he was managing, he loses, and the Yankees fire Yogi and get the coach of the Cardinals, Johnny Keane, to take his place. Oh, so that's that like kind of like, okay, so it was like a fucking Yankee move. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dickhead like, move. Total dick move. <laughs> like, oh, here's this guy who just, uh, he's a legend. He played for you for, for 18 seasons, and he, and it's not even him. It's the fucking players, like, you know, that, that lose the game. It's like, we're going to have to let you go. I did find one funny incident while he was managing. It's called the harmonica incident. The Yankees are all on a bus coming home from a loss. I don't know where from. Twilight Zone. One of their players named Phil Lintz is playing his harmonica on the bus. Barra orders him to stop, and Lintz couldn't hear him. And Mickey Mantle, who's sitting next to Lintz, goes, hey, play it louder, he said. In which Yogi Berra gets up and slaps the harmonica out of his hand. He just, I was, I was, I was thinking that this was going to build to like, yo, he just went into this like primal rage where like every time he hears a harmonica, he's like, Rah! Well, 
Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I find this article and it says incident, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be juicy. Yeah, yeah. He's Meanwhile, like, he just had a, a, I was a little for, tantrum. I was like, waiting for the bus to flip over or something, and then like there's drugs yeah. underneath it. Like I said, we're just here to bring people down a peg. Yeah, I mean, harmonicas are pretty fucking annoying. Oh yeah. Phil, still a dick move. Yeah. Still a dick I move. I gotta look into Phil. It's what like, kind of asshole plays harmonica? <laughs> yeah, it's like, think of it as like an archaic multi-vuvuzela. Like, yeah. You know Jeez, what I mean? yeah. Like, and it fits in your pocket. Yeah, and, and they're they're traveling by bus. Not fast. Not fast. That that man could have been doing like circular breathing on the harmonica. Could have gone the entire ride. A little in ragtime from his childhood. A little sideline about the harmonica. That little thing that they get when it's around their neck and oh. it's just like strapped oh, like, up to their face like, like, like a gang playing guitar. I'm trying to do two things at that once. That is just the stupidest. You can't look cool with one of those fucking harmonicas. Just like it's in my face. No, it's like you have braces. Yeah, you're a it's nerd. like a big. <laughs> you're, cho- you're choosing to be a nerd. I always see like the. The moment when like Darth Vader like has his helmet pulled off. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. see like one of those. It does look like, like a harmonica. Yeah, just, like that a... they take off Vader's helmet. He's like, blue traveler. Oh wow. Oh god damn it. That's like the nastiest thing I found about this guy. All right. He becomes the Mets manager in 1965. He's fired in 1975. So he goes from the Yankees to the Mets. Yeah. So people did not like that. A little greasy. Uh 1984, he returned as a manager, but was fired 16 games into that season by George Steinbrenner. He's the principal owner of the Yankees at the time. Even though Steinbrenner had a a talk with Barra and told him he would not fire him under any circumstance. This guy's just getting kicked around. (laughs) I I feel like these circumstances are about to breed like one of the world's sleaziest supervillains. Yeah. Like where, where he just has like some kind of baseball power, you know what I mean? Like... Like, just some disgruntled worker, like, evolving into, like, a standard comic, like, evil villain. he's really getting had by a few people. Yeah, just look out for, like, a radioactive baseball to the dome or something. I'm gonna just wrap this up with some achievements. Oh. He's the American League MVP three times over the course of his career. He's got 358 career home runs. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1972. He's got his own museum. Which is weird. I think that's in Jersey. It's not in St. Louis or New York. They no, put him no. in Jersey. Well, They're he like, lived oh. in Jersey his whole life. Oh, okay, he well, always I was, lived. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, wow, you got everywhere. kicked around New York all the time. We're not going to let you have your museum in New York. You're going Jersey. Yeah, can we exile him? <laughs> he received a honorary doctorate from the Montclair State University because he's good at baseball. Well, he left school at eighth grade. He needs some <laughs> kind of degree. Oh my God. <laughs> don't give up, kids. Yeah, if don't you give up. School, no, don't you can still look get a at Yogi. <laughs> Yeah, so enough of those. Uh, he died at the age of 90, 2015, September 22nd. Really? Cause yeah, of death. So he, oh, he lived an old boy. Natural causes oh, in his sleep. All natural. Uh, Yogi is not a bad guy. I'm looking into him. I really couldn't find anything dirty, you know. Right. It seemed pretty straightforward. But what was worth looking into is this term, yogiisms. Now, yogiisms were these things that he would say. Some would even call them malapropism, which is... Ooh, I've heard yeah. that word before. Yeah, I'm going to go over the malapropism real quick. Do it. It's like a male prop. Yeah, male <laughs> like prop. Like a dildo. Strap-on. Strap-on dildos. Like a strap-on dildo. So, malapropism. Philosopher Donald Davidson has noted that malapropisms show the complex process through which the brain translates into language. 
right? Mm. He's saying that the language competence must not simply involve learning a set meaning for each word and then rigidly apply those semantic rules to decode other people's utterances. Rather, he says, people must also be continually making use of other contextual information to interpret the meaning of utterances, then modify their understanding to each word's meaning based on the interpretation. Now that's a mouthful. Yeah, 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 yeah. that, that kind of that. From what I'm getting, it kind of sounds like he's Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Yes, that's a great <laughs> analogy. It's interesting because you kind of know what he means when he's talking about these things. They're they're humorous. They're these quips. But what I found interesting was this book. I have it right over here. He's reaching. I'm reaching. It's called the Yogi Book, and I ordered this because I wanted a little more information about him, and. It's not really information. It's a book by Yogi Berra where he explains what he means by all these things. And this is where I think the stupidity really came out for me. Because it's one thing to say something. It's a little paradoxical. But wow, when he starts explaining them. So I'm going to go through a few and then give you the explanations that he gave several years later in uh, 1998. So this is like like salty Yogi criticizing fresh Yogi. Yes, exactly. He's like... um, because to me, the fact that he's even explaining what these things mean is kind of like a, it, it, it's off. It's off to me. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, it's like, you know, don't like, mean to say a toto, but a toto. Yeah. Oh, he used to get harassed by the press, and they're trying to like get all these yogiisms out of him. Just baiting oh him, but, yeah, but just really, him out. it's not like the guy was a genius in coming up with it. He would just be like, "What are you people doing here?" You know, like <laughs> so, and he would say the same ones over and over again. This isn't like you know, like a, a sharp guy. This is like an old grandpa, you know, <laughs> who says one thing, people react to it, and then he'll just keep going back to it because he got the rise he wanted. Here's our first yogiism. I didn't say everything that I said. Okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. I, got it. I got it. His explanation was. This is a quote, too. I'm, qu- I'm, I'm reading He's gonna Yogi think. quotes right here. This was a comment I made when someone asked me about the quotes that I think I said. Then again, I might not have said them, but you never know. He's essentially explaining that the mythos like supersedes the man. Yes, which, w- w- which made him very angry because, like I said before, a lot of press would like, they, they would get on his case. They're uh-huh. trying to get the myth version of Yogi, and right. he's like just trying to live his life. And yeah, he's a dum-dum, a nice dum-dum. He's just saying things, and people are coming up to him like, oh, he's a fucking yogi. All right. They're like, oh, maybe maybe I said it, maybe I didn't, I don't know. I, I hit a ball, made a meatball. Pretty hey. much. But my explanation was, like, he wrote it. This is, like, this <laughs> right. went through an editor. This is him, him writing it. All right, let's play a game. When... Did you first realize that? Let's go like by each one. Oh like, me? N- well, the- no, 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 no. Like, what was Yogi doing that first made him say that quote? To like, how was that mind out of him from a paparazzo? Is my question. Like, I'm glad you brought that up. So the guy who he tried out with for the St. Louis Cardinals uh-huh. back when he was 13. Yeah, the dude Joe, that got the better fucking yeah uh, contract. Joe Joe Gradual. Yeah. Gra- Joe Garage Boy. Oh, yeah. Joe Garage Boy. Yeah, Garageman. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Joe Garagealo. He ended up becoming a sportscaster. All right. And he was known for telling these stories about Yogi Berra, which did not fly well with Yogi Berra because he was basically making this mythos come more to life and just making his life more terrible. <laughs> so he's like making like a trumped up straw man for like creating Joe the really messed up because now myth. it really pushed this idea of Yogi being this uh, hilarious Groucho Marx kind of figure. Now, Groucho Marx, when he would say things like this, 
he was calculated. He was cold. He was right. smart. Yogi Berra, on the other hand, was a bumbling idiot. <laughs> so when <laughs> shit came out of his mouth, it wasn't because he thought about it or was witty. He was just a guy, you know, a little, little s- slower than your average person. And he'd mix up words. A little slower than your average bear. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the, the, like the baseball version of Forrest Gump, kind of. Kind of. I like yeah. that. Super kind-hearted, little dum-dum. Did he understand what the strike zone was? Because you were saying that he just would swing at anything. Like, did he understand that there was a box there? His playing style, I didn't really get that. <laughs> yeah, that's into. a good Other than question. him talking to people. More of these yogiisms. Sorry for the... Uh, yeah, go for, go for it. it. Go over it, man. Right. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. Yeah, that's funny. I like it. The explanation is funnier. I was talking to Stan... Musial and Joe Garagiello in 1959 about Ruggieri's restaurant in my old neighborhood in St. Louis. It was true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it, the explanation. It's, 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 it was. It's a, it's a comment on gentrification, right? You could read it like that. I but, am. I'm going to do that. But he's just saying it was true. Yeah, no. He just put I'm a timestamp on it. Yeah, he's just like, I said it. That's true. Uh, that's another one. one. I'm Yogi. Here's another one. A nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. I like. Oh. It's funny. Uh, I'll, I'll get that I'll give it on you. Yeah, you know, it's cute. But the explanation, <laughs> who would doubt this? I notice, <laughs> I notice it, especially when I go buy my papers in the morning at Henry's in Verona, New Jersey. <laughs> Imagine that day that he walked in there one time, you know, and he's buying his paper. like, hey, Sal, give me a paper. And he's like, oh, it's a, it's a dime now or whatever. What? And just like his mind blows, just like. I just can't believe he's explaining any of this. You know, if it's right. funny, just let it be funny. Yeah, Why would yeah. you explain It's it? like the whole dissecting a frog thing, you know? Yeah, except he's dissecting a cheese doodle. Just more cheese doodle it's inside. more cheese doodle. You shouldn't be dissecting those. Yeah. It's clear. So then we got, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I find the fewer the syllables in, the, in these yogiisms, the more potent they are. Absolutely. They were to the point, if they had a point. Uh, yeah. So his explanation of that was my comment after Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris hit back-to-back home runs for the umpteenth time. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Just leave it out, man. Yeah. Umpteenth. No, I don't want to read that. You yeah. know? No. It's deja vu all over again. Ha ha. I like that. You don't need to explain it. Yeah, now you're starting to stink a little bit. I'm just going to read some more. No more explanations. They're self-explanatory. This one's good when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> I got it. And eat your pasta with it. (laughs) Here's two 90 percenters. 90% of the game is half mental. (laughs) Okay. And 90% of short putts don't go in. (laughs) There's a reason why this guy dropped out in eighth grade. Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I hit the ball well. Don't need to do my thinkings. Yeah, no more thinking here. Do you think he knows his gazintas? He might have not learned his gazintas. Probably didn't. One last one being, you can observe a lot by watching. Okay, yeah, I like that one. Very factual. It's too true. (laughs) We are the universe observing itself. (laughs) I brought this one in because I thought it would be funny. I really don't think Yogi Berra is like a shit-on-worthy guy, but pointing out how silly he is, uh, it's a fun talk. I mean, I always always heard of him. I'm I'm not the biggest baseball fan myself, but like... Obviously, everyone knows who Yogi Bear is. I didn't realize he was that thick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he's a thick boy. I just yeah. didn't know he was a thick boy. To. Yeah, and I know I'm not the first person to point this out, but I had to bring it in. You know, very, very thick with two C's. V 
be thick. Um, With spaces in between. Absolutely. I think that really wraps it up for Yogi Berra. It's, uh, why not, you know? I think we had enough of this guy. We're not really baseball people over right. here at Roast. So. No, not the most, but uh, those are some good phrases. Some I like the observing time. one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's, there's <laughs> lots of good ones, man. I'll give you the book. It's it's fun, but you know, the, just don't read the explanations because that's that's yeah. a waste of. <laughs> you just read two of them and then realize what's going on. Seems like the majority yeah. leaf through. Yeah, the majority of them are like, I said it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's one little note I'll throw in there. Yogi Bear was based on Yogi Bear. Did you know that? Hey, boo-boo! Picnic basket! There was actually a lawsuit. It was a defamation suit. Against Hannah? Yeah, he filed it against Hannah Barbera. That is Um, awesome. I think think it was dropped eventually, but... That's douchey. That's douchey right there. It's still in a cartoon. Yeah, Yeah. but also, like, you know, if you're walking down the street and all of a sudden there's there's a cartoon character based off of you, and it's just like, well, what the fuck? And he's a dullard. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that's not fun. I could see him getting a little heated. Yeah, oh but I think it's well deserved. Uh, did he go? Did Yogi Bear the person go after picnic baskets? He was a little bit chubby, wasn't he? Was I think chubby he, was a, boy. he was a little chubby. He, he wasn't another Babe Ruth reference. Yeah. He wasn't a, a big boy like him. He didn't eat thirty hot dogs. Right. Well, you... Babe, Babe. I feel like we could do Babe. We could do a Babe Ruth episode for uh, sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was a dirty bird. <laughs> he was a Yogi Bear is nothing. This, this is only gonna be a fifteen minute episode. <laughs> Tops, and we're only talking about him for ten. Uh, what do you think he'd be doing nowadays if he was still kicking? If he was still kicking? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he only died two years ago. Uh, he's probably... Oh. Well, what if he was, like, a, what if he was in his prime nowadays? If he was in his prime? Right. In his prime, like, just dropped out of, out of uh, grade school. So, uh, just eight. dropped out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He'd probably be an orphan. <laughs> probably. Just professional orphan? Yeah. Like, he'd have parents, but just be an orphan. You know, by day and by night. Yeah, like just by be... trade. Okay. I'm an orphan by trade. I have a YouTube channel. I talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I... Yeah, I bought a Chromebook. Yeah, remember, remember that like crappy series, like shit. My dad says you could be like, oh shit, uh, Yogi Bear says, and just his career path doesn't fly these days. Yeah, he would yeah. hate it. It would be against his will. It would pretty much just be somebody tailing him and being a shadow. Yeah, yeah no. Now nowadays yeah. he would just be someone that spends way too much time playing fantasy football. I, I can football. Why not fantasy baseball? Because I don't know. He's you know. <laughs> I, I could see like if he was twenty years younger and still alive, like maybe he he'd be dating some reality TV show family, and he would just be the guy off in the background, like oh it's Yogi, you know, whatever, like a Bruce Jenner like, but still with a penis, you know, like Flavor uh, Flav, like a figurehead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you'd just be in the background while his daughters are yelling at each other, or his three sons talking about who's getting the Under Armour endorsement. <laughs> Fucking Dale, we I've had enough. You're getting the Under Armour endorsement. Uh, I don't remember the other. Earl's getting the fucking. Wouldn't no that be Earl. hilarious? There's no Earl. <laughs> There's no Earl. I want to say Virgil, but there was no Virgil, Virgil. either. Yeah, yeah. The, the three of them are all. I mentioned before they all play professional sports too. One of them was a baseball player. One of them was uh, maybe two of them were baseball players. I don't know. I didn't also, there was a black did, sheep in there. Did Dale? Yeah, yeah. There did, was, did Dale change his name to Earnhardt? By any chance? Uh, Is he the Dale Ernst Junst? No, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't... He didn't... Uh, what would you call that? Change your name into being someone's family? I don't know. Get adopted? Like, <laughs> forced, forced adoption? Adopt. You're my junior now. I'm Dale Earnhardt Sr. And I'm going to take Yogi Berra's son, Dale, so he can drive my cars. And Yogi over <laughs> there is in the corner, like, saying some weird shit, like, a son only rises once every time a vagina shits one out. <laughs> You can't drive that, a- that took me for a journey there. <laughs> <laughs> can't drive a car without pedals, now can you? He hits the ball, he's Yogi Boy, jumping around the town. Yeah, so, so there he is, young yogurt. Barra. So when was his, uh, what year did he die? 
2015. So this is our freshest boy to date, I believe. Right? It is, yes. Okay. Well, well, well let's keep a tally of that, yeah. actually. Yeah, we should. All right. Yours died fucking yeah, before I, Christ. Or right, right after, after Christ. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's keep tallies of that. I like that. Old. Uh, I, I have Pliny the Elder being the most dusty boy. You know, and you when, got when we get our website up, we'll put a list up. Yeah, we'll keep a running you know? tally. And you have the freshest boy with Yogi Bear. I do. Yes. Freshest and, son. Uh, yeah. Got to raid the guy. He's uh, he's a pretty class A dude. Nice dude. He got fired a lot. He did, but I don't even think that's him. You know, I don't think that's his fault. Just the it, system, man. It was man. people taking advantage of his dumb dumbisms. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like you know, if your if your dad had a Cadillac and was fucking badass, and you get a Cadillac, and uh, that Cadillac is not your dad's Cadillac, and it just keeps breaking down. It's not as cool. You're gonna fire that Cadillac. <laughs> Fire Yogiisms like right there. I like that. Yeah. That wraps it up for Yogi Berra. Thanks for tuning in to the Roast Mortem podcast. I'm Tom Saltman. I'm Travis Lee. I am Cody McCann. <sighs> Bye.